Hello everybody, welcome to the uh, 12th episode I believe of Funnel Bottom Dollar Hope everybody's doing it well, it's recording on the weekend, hopefully <laughs> this gets out in a, uh, at the same time. Uh, how are you doing man? I'm good, I uh, right before this I went for a swim and I snorted water like an idiot. The first time was two days before this, I snorted water quickly because I'm swimming and I smell someone's delicious barbecue in the outdoor pool. And I decided that, oh, I really want to get a better whiff of this. Okay. So I proceeded to snort water while I'm underwater and I come up, you know, you see this chubby guy coming out of the water, just coughing. No one's there, it's just me. I'm just coming out coughing, clearing my nose because I, I snorted water in. I, I can picture that. Yeah. Oh, just awful. Not a good sight. But yeah, how you been, man? Doing all right. Um, I'm actually kind of glad that my lighting is really poor right now because my room looked like an atom bomb went off. Um, <laughs> I I just came back from work too, and uh, I, I basically ordered a computer desk and a TV stand. Because I don't know if you noticed, you could see it in my previous uh, <laughs> episodes. Or actually, you haven't been to my place yet, so you'll get to see the the whole thing. My my computer desk was actually an outdoor picnic table, and my TV stand was actually a shoe rack. <laughs> what? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I got a got a good setup going on. I'm halfway through. I got the computer all set up. Uh, just as I plugged in the Ethernet cable and I started recording this episode with you, so came kind of clutch. Uh, actually, the Ethernet cable is lying on the floor right now, so I haven't even routed it yet. Yeah, it's oh, a mess. It's... it's a mess. So I'm I'm glad that uh, we're in the dark. That we right shoot now. in the dark. Yeah. yeah, that's where it comes in handy. Yeah, that's what's going on with me. Oh my god! Oh, before I forget, I'm getting dosed tomorrow. Well, dosed. Yeah, I'm getting dosed with the second dose of that uh, COVID-19. Oh, you're getting the other half of the microchip. Yeah, I'm not getting any <laughs> drugs injected in me, but I'm getting the I'm getting the 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 tower installed, yeah. the second part of the tower installed. People, it's the the Pfizer vaccine anyway. Okay. Just to, so, so people are like yeah, not the, the allegory like, was getting. <laughs> yeah, like what is going on? They're jumping around. What are they saying? It's the Pfizer uh, vaccine. So yeah. yeah. So hopefully I won't get destroyed from it. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. Finally. Cool. Yeah, I th- should I, I'll throw us in then because there's yeah, a lot get to us talk started, about. Man. Um, right, right off the bat, I'm sure a lot of people out there know that Loki, uh, Marvel's. Uh, TV series on uh, Disney Plus is coming out, or it's already out. June, it came out June 9th, and so reviewers and critics, those guys got two episodes, which is great for them, of course. We peasants, we get one episode, but honestly, I I don't, I can't complain, and I won't complain, because I'm a big fan of uh, watching an episode and waiting for the next and not having it all at once. I I prefer that, personally. Um, Debatable, but okay. I think I think you make a good point when you say that. I think maybe it depends on the series, because some series just don't do well with that. You're supposed to see them all at once. Uh, I remember thinking that way with the boys. I think a few of those episodes, I'm like, you should see them in succession. Anyway. Yeah. Loki's six episodes overall. Uh, the finale's July 14th. There's rumors that I've read and heard about of a potential second season, but uh, we're gonna see if that's if that's a definitive end to the show to the loki series when right. the time comes now we could sit here and theorize but there's honestly no point the shows out already it's coming out so please go see it i saw it in two halves over two days like i watched half one day half the other day 
I loved it. I loved it more than WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So take really? that for what it is. Yeah, take take that Falcon for what it is. Falcon was really well received, right? I enjoyed it too. I loved it. I loved it more than WandaVision. Maybe yeah. people don't agree with that, but that's just me. Um, and yeah. Anyway, are you gonna check out Loki, or is that not your ballpark too much? Mm, I I have other stuff, mostly anime, to catch up on. But yeah, it's in, it's interesting that it's a six episode that um, really tells me that there's really no consistency in the format of these um, TV show adaptations, uh, which oh. means that they could have potentially shrunk WandaVision to whichever size fits best that's the i haven't seen it personally that's the complaint i heard right that the last few episodes go on too long uh yeah that's interesting no i i thought eight episode was the standard or 10 maybe but it looks like any, anything goes from what you're telling me so feels like it and it's i don't know we'll see how this goes i've had pacing issues with wandavision big time but i think the first two episodes of loki are like 55 minutes 54 not bad right that's solid. Okay, that's You're getting solid. a lot. Yeah. So anyway, um, this is going to be a bit of a wrestling-heavy podcast for those who like wrestling or used to watch it. But uh, I do want to talk about a few things. So if you watch WWE, um, as I have, I did consistently up until a few years ago, uh, WWE does this classic thing every year where they release a batch of people out of the blue. Um, now, these are out of the blue because, I say the word out of the blue, because of who was released from their contract. They say release. That's a nice way of saying you got fired. Oh, um, yeah, that's, they're, they're, that's the corporate nice language. We wish you your best in your future endeavors. It's the classic statement right, that they put right. out on their website. So they released two prominent people. Um, and they're, these are newer generation wrestlers, newer superstars. Uh, Braun Strowman who was a WWE champion last year, which is crazy to me. Like, that guy was a champion, and he was in a storyline right now. Same with Alistair Black. Not a champion, but he was in a prominent storyline. And they just fired them. That is unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm not discounting the other people that got fired, too. There was a couple divas that got fired, and Lana being one of them, I believe. Um, that being said, um, this sort of segues into, like, these firings sort of segue into this idea that, or rumor, rather, that uh, WWE is going to be bought out. So let's dig a bit, let's dive a bit deeper into yeah. like this rumor. So it's a rumor that WWE, is it for sale? Is it not? We don't know. And these rumors have been like swirling around since January 2021. Um, because WWE announced, and this is where I scratched my head because I didn't know this existed. WWE announced that its WWE network streaming service would be which I've had for a little bit of time, by the way, here and there, just to watch a pay-per-view. They're going to be migrating to NBC's Peacock streaming service, and I'm like, I had no idea that Peacock was even a streaming service that existed. Peacock. I had no idea. Why do I yeah. feel like we've brought that up before? I don't think we did, truthfully. I, I'd like to I'd maybe like to, not on, like, on not on the show, but I think we we uh, off the show. Maybe, maybe, maybe we have something, something, but, something big was on Peacock. Well, anyways, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I do want to say Dave Schilling, who's like a former writer, because writers at WWE, they they have a big hand in like the stories that you see play out on television between wrestlers. So he wrote, he's a former writer, not current, obviously. He said, you don't really cut like talented assets on that level that they just did, unless you're like trying to maximize your profits before a sale, right? Mm. That's what he thinks. Um, this was tweeted out by him. Um, and really, let me just 
cover quickly stuff about Peacock. So WWE Network, which I think was first announced in 2011, and then it became a thing in 2013, early 2013 to mid 2013, I think. Um, so basically, th that network dismantled its U.S. operations uh, to start 2021, and it ended up signing with Peacock. Now, the whole idea is now that they signed with Peacock, that move will provide live WWE events, so like Raw, SmackDown, and their classic wrestling library. So you know how they bought out WCW? They bought out companies, right? WCW, right. ECW, all those um, matches, whatever interviews that you saw there, all of those are going to be um, moving to a library for those Peacock subscribers. Um, I'm still gobsmacked <laughs> that that's even a streaming service that existed. I had no idea. But back to the firings, though, I just want to say it's it's pretty weird stuff when you just consider how, you know, up until now, up until at least January, we can say safely, WWE was signing their stars to these really juicy contracts to keep them from jumping ship to a new competitor called um, AEW uh, Wrestling, and which is, I believe, all elite wrestling. Please, I hope I'm not wrong when I say that off the okay. top of my head. And so the whole idea was this big competitor comes in with a lot of uh, financial backing and can go head-to-head -head with WWE, not head-to-head -head on the same night, but they're a competitor and a viable competitor because they have a good mix of old and new superstars, which I'll talk about, or wrestlers. WWE calls them superstars. They're really just wrestlers anyway. People know Vince McMahon got weird about the whole semantics behind that, but nonetheless, mm -hmm. um, it's really weird because you would consider that you would think that to keep those talented assets from moving, you wouldn't fire them like that, right? So maybe it, maybe there is validity. Maybe WWE is in fact for sale. I don't know. Does it surprise you? I know, like you're not, you're not totally um, into wrestling as much as I am. But does does that surprise you? Such a big corporation and a publicly traded company too. Keep in mind. Does it surprise me? Not as much. I see this as Vince McMahon, if he still owns it. Am I am I correct in that assumption? Yeah. I see. It. I see this as him cashing out. Um, to me, it feels like this might be controversial, but it feels like not as many people are into wrestling these days. The golden era. You can certainly say the golden era is is past. That might have been when. Uh, that might have been us growing up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or even if you want to argue the Hogan era. That was a true uh, golden time. The 80s was a yeah. pop in time if then, you were a wrestling fan. Then we know. would be the Silver Age or whatever. Uh, yeah, I see this as him cashing out. I don't really see the next generation being too interested in pro wrestling. They seem to be more interested in uh, mixed martial arts and UFC and all that. Yeah. that That's kind yeah. of what the focus is shifting to i know i know it's a different thing but yeah and, it doesn't you know, surprise me as much to answer your yeah question. vince is super old when you said cashing out i'm like now i think about it vince is super old makes you wonder if he's just tired like i don't know yeah or i don't know what it's going to entail like they get bought out what's going to happen i don't even know like i got no idea um but he's such a workhorse where it's hard to tell who knows is is Triple H? You know, Triple H is married to Stephanie McMahon. Is he going to lead the company? I don't know. I'm surprised he's still the... around. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Triple H is still around, man. He's just not wrestling, but okay. Yeah, um, or he wrestles very rarely, seldom. 
Um, but nonetheless, like, when you say cash out, I'm like, I wonder. I really wonder if he's just super tired. Yeah. But um, speaking of wrestling, now, if you if you like basketball out there, Shaquille O'Neal wrestled about, like, what, two, three, three months ago on AEW TV? Oh, God. I have to talk about it. I just, it's great. So, first off, like, I saw the match. I had to see it because I love Shaq. And uh, he did a pretty great job for someone his size. He did a great job. It was a mixed... Um, mixed tag team match, meaning um, one male, one female partner versus a male and female partner, right? Okay. Against, so, and Cody Rhodes was on the other side of this. And the female wrestlers I'm unfamiliar with because I'm not as in the loop with AEW. Okay. Um, nonetheless, so apparently on Inside the NBA, which I think is on TNT, like yeah. Shaq was talking about how he hurt his rotator cuff a little oh, bit because okay. they did a table thing where Cody crossed bodies Shaq off the ring through a table and you can see Shaq like tapping Cody like yeah he's like I think I'm hurt like you know I think that's what he was like telling him yeah. based on his body language um and this is what he said on inside the NBA like the fact that he hurt his rotator cuff not not the stuff that I said about you know him tapping him nonetheless um keeping in mind it was a tag team match so Shaq didn't have to do everything but right I do want to say um before we get into some other news if you were like a huge fan of wrestling in the past, you know how we were talking about like the, the pop in time to be yeah, a wrestling yeah, fan. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, the edgier wrestling time when yeah. wrestling would do crazy. Just John the most Cena and Randy Orton eras. Even yeah. that stuff. Yeah, ruthless. That was like the ruthless aggression era. They called yeah. it 2002 to 2006, which I oh, loved because yeah. that was stuff that we were like, that was stuff that you and I knew the most yeah. of, like that era. Um, and the interesting coincidence, I think some of the best games also came out of that era. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the SmackDown, here comes the pain. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, guys, like, we talk about gaming a lot here. If you want a good wrestling game on the PS2 or just in general, SmackDown, here comes the pain, has to go down in the Hall of Fame of wrestling games. It is yeah. so good. So good. It's fast-paced. Yeah. The graphics for its time are solid. I can, I'll just gush about that game. It's beautiful great game um so but yeah so if you were a fan of wrestling in the era that we were talking about right like um 2001 2002 2000 and up to 06 that's when it right. was like grittier right. 07 was like when you could smell it was changing it was like oh i didn't yeah. that's when i started to get iffy on it but nonetheless um if you like that stuff then i could recommend if you guys don't like wwe now check out AEW. give it a chance um do i watch it every week i can tell you honestly no it's tough. There's so much content out there. Wrestling is one of the hardest things to keep up with consistently. Nonetheless, um, I've seen matches. I've seen clips. I've read articles of current storylines. I've listened to interviews while I like do my vacuuming and cleaning. Right. So I keep up, right? And I like um, I listen to like wrestling newsletters that when they talk about stuff. And uh, I love everything that I hear about it for the most part. And I can recommend it. It's kind of um, new and old talent. The ratio is more to new to old talent right now. They had, Big Show, for God's sake, came to AEW. He left WWE, came to AEW. Wow. Yeah, Big Show. Yeah. Chris Jericho came to AEW, and he was the champion for a while. So, you know, it's um, it's got a great mix of old and new. And I think the listeners here and the viewers, for those who watch this live pod on YouTube, um, give it a try. It's a grittier take on pro wrestling, and it might be up your alley. And if it's not... You know, then so be it. But man, like, I have to tell you, now that you mentioned it, you brought it up, that 2008 PG era of 
WWE, yeah. that was not fun to watch. Yeah. In comparison to what they had in 06, not fun to watch. Yeah. But uh, that's that's really the wrestling news. Because uh, we don't know. Uh, maybe our viewers also like to watch some pro wrestling, or they used to. So, hey, thought I'd bring it up. But I'm going to throw it over to you. I know you got some cool. gaming-related okay. Thanks for uh, news. bringing us up to speed with wrestling. I, I've been out of the loop for a while, so that's good to know. No problem, man. Anyways, um, first bit of... Uh, gaming news that we got here on this show overwatch <laughs> gets crossplay between pc and consoles further proving that you really don't need to aim in that game to play well i'm just kidding guys <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a this is a good thing overall i I'm, i am a huge fan of crossplay i know I, I don't care if it doesn't make sense from a competitive uh, angle sometimes you just want to play with a friend and um for me, I've, I'm burned out on Overwatch ever since every fucking character had a shield. So I, I'm really not interested in that game anymore. But I see this as a as a good move. This might even... Uh, I know Call of Duty has been doing this recently. And um, obviously all the Battle Royale games. I, I don't care about those. But this is a good trend. I think, um, I think Rocket League was one of the first big games to uh, kind of embrace crossplay. Yeah, and it was dope. Yeah. I, I, ironically, most people expected Nintendo to be the last to adopt it because they're so uh, odd about uh, this stuff, but it was actually Sony <laughs> that, that held out the longest. Nintendo, Nintendo embraced crossplay. Sony's yeah. been a bit... Um, you, you and I have talked about this even off, off the podcast. So, Sony's like, been very anti-consumer these days. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. But they're refusing to make older games available on the on the market, even games that they own, that they don't have to license. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, really odd. Um, but yeah. yeah, overall, good news. Too bad I don't care about Overwatch that much. I'm sure this is this means something to someone. <laughs> it means a bit to me, but not much. And it's, it's, that game is. Um, they've tried to deal with the shield stuff. I still play it here and there this, once in a while. Th but this was my my, uh, how do you say? It? This was my uh, appreciation for that game as it came out. Like this, every yep. everything that they did was <laughs> with each iteration of Overwatch. It, <laughs> it just no, went down it's... for me. Every patch and yeah, yeah. adding characters and the changes that were just not reasonable and I just I, felt like it really started yeah. to hit hit the low point when a broken character called Brigitte came out. Yeah, that was another uh, shield character. Hell on yeah. earth, dude. Like every character is a fucking shield. It's the same problem that League has, where every character is a fucking stun or root. It's, is that the current case with League? What you just said? Like it's I don't what, know. It's what I think. I'm I'm obviously a very not a high level player. That's just what it looks like to me. I'm I'm sure in the competitive scene it's way different. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I I remember when we used to play together, and it was I think it was a bit simpler too because there weren't as many characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a but then. It's just, I think you and I both talk about this. We just don't like one part of Overwatch, which is 
you you're have to play pitching. a character in that map very much that and is, otherwise you're throwing and you're you're yeah, a piece exactly, of crap exactly i just i just wish you you, you you have to play this one protocol in that map or you're or you're giving you give up basically it's like a it's a it's very much um counterplay the game yeah. like counterplay the game like for example okay let me say i'll cite a fighting game example street fighter 4 up until like ultra was like you would just counterpick people. Yeah. Like you would sit at the menu and counterpick someone. Yeah. Like they played, like if they picked Zangief, you would pick Sagat. Sagat would poop on Zangief. Yeah. Easy. So, but then in Overwatch, we've talked about this and we don't like it. It's like if you're playing Widow and they're playing Winston, yeah. you gotta switch. Yeah, and what if that's your best character and that's your bread and butter? Widow's you, your bread and butter? Sorry, man. You, Sorry, Charlie. You can't just play a character that you enjoy or just, that you just have good muscle memory with. Just because, lose, yeah. basically, like yeah. it's just it's tough, man. It I I don't like it, but yeah, that's the, my thought. The other not as not as major issue that I had with Overwatch is they don't make the support characters as fun, and it's not the mentality I have. I think I I love playing support in other games like League of Legends, but in Overwatch it just never never connected with me. Unbetter, but it's still the. I think the issue lies. I will side with the tanks. The tanks are not as. They're not yeah, fun to play. Okay. Yeah. The tanks are where you really are, are eating it. Yeah. And guys, I know we're not pro Overwatch players. We're no, not as. No, don't don't listen to us for pro. Overwatch. Yeah, these are just our thoughts, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't don't take it like too serious. But yeah. Yeah, tanks are not fun to play, and they're trying to change that in the second game. So let's see how that goes. I don't know. Yeah, because on one end you have. Okay, a DPS, that sniper, that's always going to be fun for me. For a PC shooting game, a sniper is go-to. Then you have this cool time-traveling chick, and it's a cool character's design, you know? Yeah. And then you have... Uh, you have I, I also always thought, interestingly, the coolest designs were the DPS characters, and the, the support characters were, they were okay, you know? From a character, yeah. purely aesthetic character type of... If we here. rank like the variety, obviously the DPS are at the top, then yeah. it's the supports, then yeah. it's the tanks being it's not that there's no variety with the tanks, it's just they're just not as fun to play. It's just That's... yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. not as balanced as they they would like to think that it, <laughs> it is. I'm Anyways, just, yeah. Uh, anyway. That's enough shitting on Overwatch. I think we might have <laughs> lost whatever potential audience we might have had from that group. Some listeners are probably like, What the heck? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, next bit of service. <laughs> Paramount. <laughs> Paramount Plus is a new uh, is a news is subscription uh, streaming service uh, that's uh, gearing up for uh, summer release with new content plans and a new low cost subscription. Um, Five dollars a month apparently. Uh, by the way, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, Netflix started at what? nine dollars a month this is a this is a common business tactic to lose money in the initial years too just so you can uh gain yeah. market share and then increase price yep. like exactly what netflix is doing yep the the funny thing aside from now we have a billion fucking streaming services and it defeats the whole point of cutting cord cutting you know because you're paying just as much if not more at this point um, the funny thing uh, that I found about this uh, article is what it has to offer. Uh, usually when you start a streaming service, you want to have a 
home produced show something big something with a big property you know uh this is what uh, paramount plus has to offer okay we got uh paw, paw patrol the movie <laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> okay is there okay Keep so going. um uh new i carly okay <laughs> yeah that's exactly my reaction to that okay uh, rupaul's drag race i'm sure that means something to someone um and a star trek show which might be the highest profile show on this uh on this lineup so far uh you got a um now i'm straying from the article and looking through the uh, screenshot that i have here uh you got ncis you know if you're if you're a boomer uh you got young sheldon which i'm sure someone thinks is funny um yeah <laughs> I, 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 at five bucks a month this is simultaneously the cheapest service but this is also probably the worst offering that i've seen yet can we just go back to channels or what like what's what's the point uh, might as well I'm, go back. I'm ready i mean i'm ready go back to channels dude let's go Come i just on. need one streaming service which may might just be amazon just because i already have prime you know yeah and then the That's other fair. the other thing I just need to watch sports, basically. I don't really care about the other channels. So maybe I'll just yeah. get a sports subscription, a TSN or something. Yeah. I don't need to you get all do these that. fucking... But maybe I'll cycle, you know? one For one month, I'll cycle Amazon Prime. Then I'll cycle Netflix just to catch up. You could uh, do that. Yeah, it's viable. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a... What this, this shit is ridiculous. How many do we have now? streaming services how many big what big streaming services we got netflix amazon uh hulu uh, uh, hbo hulu. max or biggest rival H- <laughs> hbo max, max. Yeah. which disney. guys by the way there's a lot coming out for that we can talk about later yeah, keep anyways, going disney plus uh peacock yeah <laughs> which i still can't believe can i believe you know how some countries shit. don't recognize the other countries as independent <laughs> Like, that's me, but it's Peacock. I don't recognize it. Uh, oh, my God. The, we got this Paramount Plus shit. Oh. What else am I missing? No, there's more. Um, uh, <sighs> what's the one with the Adult Swim shit? I think that's uh, Hulu. Yeah, that's, I think mean, that's Hulu. And then you Let's get see. into shit where half of these... I'm being generous. Half of these are not even available in Canada. So if you're in Canada, you're. What are your options? You got Crave. <laughs> Fucking great. 20 bucks a month for half of HBO Max. Crave, that's <laughs> great, right. Great, great, great fucking deal. Thanks. Crave TV. Thanks, uh, Bell. Yeah, thanks, Bell. Yeah. Thanks for overcharging on my bills for too long. Yeah. Anyway, so... that's another story. <laughs> Anyways, I don't have much to say. Um, I guess hop on Paramount Plus if you want to catch uh, Paw Patrol when it premieres. Paw Patrol oh. the movie. Oh my god. Yeah. Did Paw Patrol get lit on fire on social media for something? Don't you remember? I don't fucking know, man. Listen, I don't even know if I want to cover it. People probably look it up if you're interested. Like, what? They got lit on fire? Yes. Go- I think, I swear to god. Anyway, moving on. Okay. In more interesting news, 
uh, speaking of streaming services, Rick and Morty season five um, guest characters announced. Not characters, I mean the uh, the voice talent. And this actually caught me off guard. Rick and Morty always had uh, some really good guest characters. Um, I feel like, but this uh, rotation is really interesting. Sam Neill, uh, whom you ni- you might know from Jurassic Park, um, John Oliver. Uh, oh. Nathan Fillion, <laughs> okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, lots of video game credits with that guy. Uh, Uncharted, mm-hmm. I think, being one of the bigger ones. Um, Ke- Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peele and Jordan Peele, the duo. And nice. I, I, and I'm really hoping they're together. Their, <laughs> their yeah. cameo is uh, together. Um, let's see. We got Christina Hendricks, uh, Keith David, nice. Christian nice. Slater. Christian Slater, which uh, I believe he was in uh, Archer for a while, and Elon Musk and more. What? That is amazing. This Keith is, David. Yeah, this is oh. uh, really an all-star. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, talent here, yeah. I'm so, a big Keith David fan, so you know, I'm I'm happy. I I really hope it comes around. Um, I, I am caught up with Rick and Morty. I did think that season four was not as strong as the previous seasons. It got too meta, too self-deprecating, too much addressing the audience for my taste. There was one uh, standout episode, which is uh, which was a parody of uh, all these heist movies like Oceans. Uh, you haven't seen this uh, show, right? Rick and Morty. I've yeah. seen season one and two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, my extent. Yeah, I think you so. you you might have seen the <laughs> so far the highest point of Rick and Morty, but it's, it's season four was still a good time, even if if it didn't stand up to the ungodly high expectations that uh, one and two set. Uh, really, yeah, one and two, be... it was really, really yeah. good. It's uh, laugh out loud good. Like I was yeah, howling at some yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> really. What season? Hold on. What season was the Sichuan sauce? Do you remember that? I think that was three. <laughs> I think so too. I'm sorry. I that just remember funny. the Sichuan sauce. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, set to premiere <laughs> on Adult Swim, which I'm not sure how accessible that is for Canadian audiences. Uh, I'm not sure what I watched it on last time. I did see, interestingly, uh, during my commutes, I see Rick and Morty on the bus advertisements on the oh. on the on the bus outside. Oh, oh, outside of the bus. Outside the bus, yeah, they got the big spot. Damn, son. Yeah. So yeah, looks like it's gonna be a big production. Looking forward to it. Oh, well, I gotta catch up. Yep. But yeah, that's good news. All right, that's uh, that's all I have. Uh, Oh, then let's throw it back my way. I gotta ask. We were talking about wrestling earlier. Yeah. Now, I'll kick us off, and it might get your gears turning, because I know you mentioned about a friend of yours in pro wrestling, and I'll let you take it yeah. uh, from there. But really, what are the best and worst wrestling storylines that you can recall? So let's start with one of the best. For me, one of the best wrestling storylines I recalled was that feud between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Okay. So that storyline culminated in the clean execution of it was WrestleMania 13. It was a submission match, I believe, and Ken Shamrock as a special guest ref 
And so Brett has a bleeding Stone Cold Steve Austin in a sharpshooter. He's drenched in blood. Mm. And the imagery is just like iconic of Stone Cold is drenched in blood and he's not giving up in the sharpshooter. And the fact that Brett refused to let go even though Steve passed out. Um, Brett won, but he refused to let go of the sharpshooter because of like how much Steve, you know, fucked with Brett throughout that whole storyline. And so it resulted in what's known as like a double turn in pro wrestling terminology, which means a good guy, a.k.a. a face, turns into a bad guy, a.k.a. a heel, and vice versa. Right. So Stone Cold went from bad guy to good guy. Brett went from good guy for the longest time to bad guy, which was – and that was great for both of their careers. Yeah. It really um, – it was like the nitrous fuel that both of their careers needed at the time. Um, that's one of the best. Do you, re- do you have, like, a story you can remember that you enjoyed? It doesn't have to even be the best to you, just something I you enjoyed. Nothing. Sorry. <laughs> no? Okay. I, yeah. Well, let me, let me gush a little bit about this worst wrestling storyline for me. Okay. It was, um, it was, a, there was, it was a love triangle between Matt Hardy, Kane, and Lita. So, okay. <laughs> oh my god. This was in 2004. And I know how we mentioned that was a good time, but it was also a time of like bad ideas sometimes. This was one of them to me. Kane, Kane was, Kane, I don't know, Kane was really goofy looking to me. Even with the mask on or off? I think both. <laughs> both? That's fair. Because the whole idea of him being Undertaker's brother and all that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not for everybody, but I like it. I dug it. Okay. But anyway, so Kane and Lita, they, <laughs> in storyline, they had a baby. And this new upcomer, Snitsky, he comes in. He shows up on Raw. He's been there for a while, but he he takes like a uh, like a mannequin baby doll, and he takes it and he punts punt kicks it into the crowd. So here's the thing, right? This Are you stands sure out this in is my the worst worst timeline. It's one of the worst I've ever <laughs> okay. seen. It was one Sounds of the worst. Sounds pretty entertaining so far. It's very entertaining, but it's just it was executed in like poor taste. Okay, I think. Yeah. Um. Looking back, because I was at the time I was super young, and I remember it was like mid-August 2004. We were on vacation somewhere, and we we're um, in our city. We just went, you know, we went out of the city and we drove back. We were stopping at a diner that had those like an old-school kind of diner where the TVs are nestled in the side yeah, of the yeah, booth yeah, that yeah. you sit in, right? And so Monday Night Raw's on TV, and we're eating there, and I'm eating my chicken fingers, my chubby ass is eating my chicken fingers and watching Snitsky punt the punt the baby. And I look at my brother who's sitting across from me. We're just looking at each other and looking at the TV. That's funny. And I'm surprised my parents didn't like change, like get the channel changed, but they're just eating, just ignoring it. <laughs> but um, yeah, my brother and I are sitting there both watching this TV. We're like, what in the blue hell, as The Rock would say, is going yeah. on? It was the weirdest thing ever to me. And it wasn't good either. It was just icky. Just not, not a good storyline. There's other bad ones. That I can bring up, but that stands out for me. Yeah. That was the gut, the gut one. But um, cool. anyway, do you have any that you thought of, or no? no it's okay I, if you didn't. I the wrestling was something I watched on and off, and even then, uh, with, with when friends came over. So yeah, that's fair. I yeah, I know you mentioned a whole. Lot. You had one who was like super into it, right? Yeah, yeah, super into it. He was into all the. Uh, I think his favorite was Randy Orton. And nice. uh, he, he was into all the games, and we would go over to his place. Yeah, yeah, he was really into wrestling. So I do want to say is like, 
guys, listeners, viewers, if you're on YouTube, Bard knows a lot about pro wrestling for someone who hasn't watched it nearly as much as a lot of people. Mostly like, thanks I bring to up, that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's still amazing. Like, I bring up Samoa Joe, yeah. and he's like, I know Samoa Joe from TNA. I'm like, what? Do you know Samoa yeah. Joe? Like, do you Samoa... By the way, guys, some other people are like, what? Samoa Joe was in WWE. No, he was in TNA before that. Right. Total nonstop action wrestling, which I enjoyed quite a lot. And then later I was like, oh, anyway, that uh, yeah. doesn't matter. Um, now this is a more open question. Is like, who is your like? Th- was there a wrestler that you liked the most or no? Oh yeah, Ray Ray Mysterio. And, Ray Mysterio. Uh, and I think his signature move was uh, Ray Mysterio sixty nine. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the six one nine. Yeah, the, air, the the San Diego area code or something like that. Yeah. Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah, I believe six one nine is the San Diego area code. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. I just up. Uh, I just like his his matches uh, stood out to me because it, it was like a. It was, it was a smaller guy trying to trying to use acrobatics and momentum to, yeah. to give himself the edge. It was it was very, it was different than just watching two giant dudes slap each other, you know. Ray was an injection into the American scene that was needed, and he he br- he was it, the original luchador. I don't think he's the. I don't think we can call him the original luchador, but. At least he's he, one of the biggest ones. He's absolutely one of the biggest in the world. Yeah. For the longest time, there was another one. His name was... In WWE, he came to WWE. He's known Sting. as Sin Cara. Oh, Sin Cara. Yeah. Sting was... Sting's not a luchador, but he has the... Like, he has the face yeah, paint. Yeah, he has you the might face think, paint, yeah. Yeah, Sting is dope, though. Sting Sting yeah. is dope. I love yeah, Sting. Sin, Big I Sting remember fan. Sin Cara. Yeah. See, you know Sting. Like, what does that tell you? Like, <laughs> you know Sting. Like, not a lot of people. I, like, who? I, I know more from the video games than than the. That's fine, the show, but, you, but yeah. But it's I'm here. I'm here saying that's impressive. For me, like my favorite wrestler easily was Undertaker. Yeah. You know that. Like, yeah, know. it's it's just it's always been Undertaker. Everything. Yeah. The American badass with the bike. Yeah. The 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 dead man walk in. Everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, everything like the Ministry of Darkness in like the late '90s, like all that was cool. And then after like Undertaker, you can throw in my other favorite wrestlers are like Rob Van Dam, Chris Jericho, Samoa Joe, Booker T. Those yeah. guys are like other favorites of mine. Under- um, Undertaker was also for some reason one of the more fun characters to play as too. Always was because yeah. the, the choke slam was always like whack, yeah, like that, in a good way whack. That's an iconic move. I love the choke yeah. slam. The choke slam is one of the best moves ever in wrestling. They call it the goozle, like when you gra- you goozle someone by the throat. Yeah. They call it the goozle. So yeah, um, that's shit. my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Did you have a wrestler that you kind of like hated? You looked at him, or and you were like, "I hate this motherfucker." Uh, Did you have anyone like that? I guess I I didn't really get John Cena for a long time. I, I can. I can yeah. see he, he's kind of like the the standard looking guy. It does it didn't seem like there was anything special about him. But... Hey, thank you. I was the same. Yeah, yeah Cena was. Wow. That's my pick. <laughs> it was my pick. Like for the longest time. Yeah. Sorry, my least favorite was uh, John Cena, and then I warmed up to him as I like. Yeah, I just maybe me him. too. Yeah. I respected him more and more as I got more mature and older, and I was like, you know what? No, like he. He busts his ass, whatever. But then it became Roman Reigns, like, and he they were just shoving. He was like Roman Reigns was basically like the new Cena. That was the issue. 
the issue is the company would just shove him down your throat. Like he was always winning, and it was just overdone. Like you know, yeah, you have to. You can't always have a good guy win. You need I think to have that's, him. Over- that's what ticked me off about Cena. Like they, yeah, he always he, won. He, he always won because he was always. he was like becoming the face of WWE for that era. Dude, he was like WWE champion from like for a year, over a year. Yeah. It was crazy. Like 06 of September to like October of 07. It was yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, it was Roman Reigns because they insisted on him being a squeaky clean good guy instead yeah. of like a, a, this. He could have been a dickhead monster. Even Cena, not as much Cena, but with Roman, it was like he could have been just a monster that just fucked people up, which yeah. is he's doing that now. They're doing. They fixed it. Now he's no longer like just recently. Now I'm like, oh, he's fine now because he turned into a bad guy and he just beats people's ass and he's got an attitude and it's the greatest thing ever. He has a swagger and a he has a presence about him and it's just yeah. everything's better now. They fixed it finally. They realized they're like, we better stop shoving him down their throats and try this because nothing worked because like all the fans were just like, why are you doing this? We're right. not gonna accept. Yeah, that, and by the way, cheers to Roman Reigns, man. That guy beat cancer and came back to wrestle. You know, God bless cool. him. He's a hard worker, man. We love that. Both of them, both Cena and Roman are. I, but, I have a yeah. funny story about Cena. Uh, so Go that, ahead. So that friend I mentioned who was really into pro wrestling. As a kid, not the sharpest guy when it came to knowing how these things work behind the scenes. So I remember him showing me a viral video at the time, um... John Cena versus a uh, fan rap battle. Uh, oh right, right. Yeah, you can yeah, yeah. you can look it up on YouTube. I'm, just, I'm sure it's I remember this. I remember us uh, watching it together and having a laugh. And <laughs> we're we're both laughing, and as we're coming down, we're like I go I I nudge him and I say yeah you know the stage right, and he's like what? I'm like you you know this is like a it, it's an audience plant you know from from the federation and. He, they kind of told him what to say. Maybe yep. it's like an indie musician or something. And John Cena obviously rehearsed his lines. He's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like I told him. It's like I ruined his fantasy or something." Yeah, he just blew it up in front of him. I know what that video is. It's um, the fan that raps against him. Yeah, he's wearing then, a cloth on his gets, neck, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's. I don't I know remember. You can look it up on YouTube. Yeah, for those wondering, I can clarify quickly. It's um, the guy I think that he's facing. I could be wrong. Is off the top of my head. This was like '03, and it's Brian Kendrick, who at the time was known as either Spanky or Sparky. I'm pretty sure it's Spanky. I swear <laughs> oh, to God. It's not spanky. I swear to God, it was Spanky at the time. And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's who's oh, seen a I rap battle. I hope to God you're wrong. I might be. The people can comment down below if on the YouTube Spanky. upload or hit, hit us up on Twitter. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Brian Kendrick, now known as Brian Kendrick, who works backstage okay. uh, in the WWE right now. Anyway, but yeah, you blew it up in front of your friend. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, now I think um, other than that, man, we good to go. We are good to go. All right, guys. I gotta do the usual stuff. You know what it is. It reminds me of uh, "It's Always Sunny." You know what it is, bitch. <laughs> so, um, uh, sub to our YouTube at Bottom Dweller uh, Banter um, hyphen BDB, or just type in Bottom Dweller Banter. You're gonna find us. You got the the anglerfish with the mic hanging down. Um, yeah, 
That's us. Follow us on Spotify at Bottom Dweller Banter. You can follow us on Twitter at BD Banter Podcast, all one word. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Bottom Dweller Banter, all one word again. Um, and yeah, I think that's it, man. Anything else before I segue us out, out, us out of here? Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. All right, guys. Now we're off to swim in the sea of life with you fellow Bottom Dwellers. Much love. Stay safe. We'll catch you next time. I forgot to play the music, but that's okay. See you guys. That's okay. <laughs> Bye. Fuck it. We don't okay. give a damn. Fuck it. Peace. Peace. Peace.